My name is Sherry St. Jones, and you're listening to the Backstage Boss Podcast, your all-access pass to onset and mindset tips and tactics to help you navigate your freelance career and fast-track your creative goals. Let's get right into this episode's topic. So today we're talking about seven steps to DIY your own project as you build your portfolio. A lot of the big problems that aspiring stylists have, and just as a disclaimer, if you're not a stylist, if you're a photographer, aspiring photographer, aspiring makeup artist, whatever the case may be, you can kind of use these tips and apply them to your field. But I'm speaking from my experience as a stylist. But the point of Backstage Boss is that all of us seem to speak a similar language, even though we do different things, we do work together and we have similar problems. So a lot of the tips that I give as a stylist can be apply to your business. So keep an open mind while you're listening, even if you're not a stylist, but especially if you're a stylist or an aspiring stylist. One of the most common questions, first of all, is where do I start? Like, how do I start as a stylist? That's what people ask me. I might help my parents get dressed, help my friends get dressed. All my friends ask me for fashion advice. People tell me I'm so fashionable and I think I want to be a stylist, but where do I start? If you ask that question, whether on the internet or you ask a seasoned stylist, the most common answer to that question is assist. Now, while assisting is a really great way to get started as a stylist, it's a really great way to get hands-on experience without a lot of the pressure of being the head stylist. It's not the only way to get started as as a stylist. And not only that, you can't really assist if you don't really have experience. What people aren't really telling you is that seasoned stylists that have gotten to the point where they need assistance and can pay assistance aren't really looking to teach you 101 basics of styling. They kind of want you to have a flow of how things go, how things already work, and they need more help with carrying things, organizing things, and that type of, those type of jobs versus sitting there and babysitting someone and holding their hand through the styling field or styling career. So one of the things that I always tell people and tell stylists is, Go ahead and DIY, do your own shoots, like create your own project. The biggest benefits, I'm sorry, I have a little like notepad, so I stay on, I stay on course. But the biggest, the biggest benefits of doing your own projects is number one, you have more creative freedom. So while a lot of people's dream is to be hired by a celebrity or hired by a publication, you have to style within the guidelines of that publication, of that image of that artist or whatever the case is. Now, while... I don't mind that because I feel like the best creatives can style with whatever guidelines they're given. It's still not as much freedom. So when you DIY your own shoots, you're able to kind of express yourself creatively, kind of get your creative juices flowing. The second benefit is that you get to practice before you get to the big time or before you get to assisting this big stylist. So you kind of have a lay of the land. You understand how things work. You understand the process of things. And the third benefit is that If you really pick great collaborators and do a great DIY project, you can use those pictures in your portfolio. Your portfolio is what helps you continue to get booked. So if you have no styling experience whatsoever and you're looking to either get booked or get an assisting job, it's going to be really hard to do that with nothing to show. It's a little bit easier now with Instagram. You can kind of put up the polyvore sets or you can kind of do your own outfit of the days. But at the end of the day, dressing yourself is not styling other people. You can have great personal style and not understand the technique that and the art that goes into dressing other people and having other people trust you with the way they're presented to the world. So let's go right into number one. 
And if you want to learn more, click the link in the bio. Go listen to some podcast episodes. Um, it'll be right under the logo. There's a button that says podcast. And you can actually browse the site. There's blog posts. There's freebies on the site. There's things that you can read. So the site's actually live. I haven't been doing a really great job of really going out and promoting how much progress I've made on the site for you guys and just kind of trying to bring content that's helpful. And But I've been doing a lot of research to um, bring that to you and kind of manage social media, plus I'm shooting and all these other things. So bear with me, but I'm bringing the content. And if you have questions or suggestions for content, definitely click the link in the bio and sign up for the email list and let me know how you feel, what you think, and what you want to hear about. So let's get into it. Okay, so number one, the first step when you decide you're going to do your own shoot, create content, and this is basically photo shoot production. This is something that because I was able to DIY my own shoots over and over again, now that's a skill set I have as far as getting photo shoots done, knowing what things what things need to be shot in what time and what order. So it's really great practice, emphasizing that again. But anyway, the first thing you need to do as a stylist or a photographer or whatever, but I'm coming from now on, I'm just going to be talking as a stylist and you can apply, like I said, is to come up with the concept. You can use things that inspire you, current trends or your own creations to come up with a cohesive concept. This concept can include colors that you want to use. A lot of times my shoots are fueled by the current season that's either coming up or the current season that we're in. For instance, I just shot brunch today. I wanted to shoot brunch as something that I wanted to do, but I didn't want to do the traditional all black or denim and black ripped up gray grunge look. I wanted to do a spring brunch. So we did pastels with fishnets and white fishnets and we brought in different elements of lighter colors to be able to bring that spring brunch together. Even though this shoot wasn't DIY, I was able to just be more creative with that. And I just use that as an example for different trends or seasons. And you can really style how you're feeling. So one of my biggest like ways to get inspo for concept is just really go on Instagram and just look through my saved pictures. If I see something that I like that I might want to do in the future, I automatically save it. I go on Pinterest. And back in the day, I used to kind of go and get magazines and, and replicate shoots based off magazines and be expired. But honestly, with the internet, like it's a little bit more tedious to get up, go get magazines. But I do like you know, the physical aspect of touching the magazine, going through it, ripping things out, taping things up and seeing things that way. So if your brain works that way, then by all means, go get a magazine and help that inspire you. You can be inspired by movies, whatever you want. Just create a concept that makes sense. Pick some colors, especially as a stylist, pick pick some primary colors or main colors that will execute that concept successfully. That's the word I'm looking for. And start from there. So the second step is mood board. Now, this is not a step that I always do, but it's very helpful for communicating your ideas. And it's something that I would definitely recommend if you're starting out as a stylist. So anyway, the second step, like I said, is the mood board. And if you don't know what a mood board is, a mood board is just a collection of images that you put together used to convey a certain mood, feeling, hairstyle, style, overall color, lighting. You can use the mood board for a lot of different things. And like I said, if you're starting out and you're just building your portfolio, a mood board is a really good way to organize your thoughts and also convey your thoughts to the other people around you. So definitely, I would recommend creating a mood board. And if you don't know what a mood board really is, how to create it, if you click the link in my bio and go to the blog, there's a whole blog post on how you can create mood boards effectively so that your creative juices can be flowing and you can get everything together. So the second step is mood boards. So Go on Pinterest, go on Instagram and collect images that reflect the concept in a way that 
is clear and cohesive that you can share with the other people on your team. Number three is pulling. So pulling, if you don't know what pulling is, there's an article on that too. Click the link in my bio. But pulling, if you're a stylist, basically is the term used for borrowing clothes for a shooter, acquiring clothes and accessories and shoes for a shoot or a project. So if you're in the beginning working this stylist thing out, you don't really have a lot of contacts and that type of thing. One of the first things that you're going to utilize is buying and returning clothes. It is what it is. Make sure you check the return policy. And if you click the link in the bio, you want to learn more about pulling and how to get more clothes for your photo shoots. There's a whole article that goes step by step. That's not this broadcast. So um, you can use clothes you have. You can go thrifting. You can hook up with designer friends and see if they have anything they want to shoot. And you can ask the model to bring pieces. That's just a quick overview, but I definitely go more in depth on the blog. So click the link in the bio if you want to get more on pulling pieces for your shoots. Number four is assemble the team. So as a stylist, you're going to need a model. You need a photographer. You may need hair and makeup depending on what you're doing. One benefit to some of the trends going on right now is a lot of photographers and a lot of agencies and a lot of commercial shoots are featuring very, very natural looks. So you can do without a makeup artist. That's not saying that you can't get a makeup artist friend and have them come in on the shoot. But if it's something that, you know, you're pressed for time or something that you really want to get done, you can have the model do their own makeup and that type of thing, get around those things. But essentially, it would be great if you have friends. And as a creative person, I'm sure you have creative friends that model, that do photography, that do hair, that do makeup. And you guys can come together, each put in a certain amount of money, let's say $10, and either buy clothes and return them, or if that means buying studio time, whatever it is, to come to, or maybe buying lunch on set, come together to create this shoot. I mean, and I've done it with friends without any money. So it's definitely not something that's standing in your way. Like if you're in a situation where you're a student, or you know, you may not just have extra funds to dedicate to a shoot for whatever reason. It's not it's not anything that's going to stop you. So if you don't have friends that are creative, which is very hard to believe if you're a creative person, but it happens, then you can reach out on social media to photographers in your area. It's very easy to hashtag wherever you live and just find either a photographer or makeup artist and reach out to them about doing a shoot. Now, I just want to put a little pointer on there about etiquette. When you reach out to these people that you do not know, please come to them humbly and understand that they're probably pretty busy people just like you have a life they have a life it is a really good tip to show love on their social media before you reach out out of nowhere you know comment show love on their pictures really engage with them so that you're familiar once you dm them and say like hey do you want to come do this shoot so if you're reaching out to people on social media make sure you have a certain tone make sure you're coming you know with humility and and let them know up front that this is going to be a test or this is a concept that you want to bring to life to build your portfolio. You want to kind of reach out to people that are on the same level professionally as you. I feel like a lot of people let followers dictate that. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you feel like if you reach out to someone that looks like they've just kind of starting out, you want to kind of network across with these type of shoots so that it's mutually beneficial for everyone involved. If you reach out to someone that's really seasoned, they might hit you with a booking fee because I'll tell y'all right now a lot of y'all that hit me up wanting to test I slide you the sherrystjones.com slash book dash me because I'm at a place where my paid clients are getting priority I'm not doing time for print so for me 10 years in the game 
I'm at a point now where I can pick and choose the projects that I that I'd like to to give my time to in exchange for the the photographs. But in the beginning, you're going to be reaching out unless you came together and you have a little budget to pay them, which isn't a bad idea either. It's good to kind of network across, look at people that are kind of in your caliber starting out and you can come together and create something that works for everybody. People have been asking me, you know, how to start my portfolio up in the beginning. What have I been doing to get to get to know these models or that models? And it's really just coming up with concepts and executing them in a bomb way. A lot of times when you do these DIYs with someone and you create these shoots, when they have something paid coming up, they consider you because now they see how you work. It is a more relaxed environment. So maybe you get like more personality vibes, et cetera, et cetera. So the next step after assembling the team is planning. So number one, you have to plan the location and not only plan the location of the shoot, like where you guys are actually going to meet up and shoot, but actually like the backdrop. If it's a shoot, it might be a video shoot that you're doing, but I'm talking mainly about photo shoots to build your port. You have to think of the location, like the backdrop of the shoot. Is it going to be like today we shot downtown? Is it going to be in studio? Is it going to be on the beach? Is it going to be in the woods? Is it going to be in front of the house? Like where are you guys meeting up to be able to execute this project and then what I like to do as a stylist is match up the looks with the location so if we decide okay we're shooting at an abandoned railroad station which is some place that a lot of people shoot at when they start out for whatever reason if we're shooting here then look one is going to be over here by the train look two is going to be over here by the bush and look three is going to be sitting on the tracks so you kind of have an idea this helps with time management and organization you have an idea of what's being shot where Now, of course, in the moment, things will happen. Inspirations will flow where you might change those things. But having a actual just kind of guidelines really helps with organization, keeping things together, making sure things get shot in a timely manner and just overall smoothness and flow of the project and shoot. So after that, you have to decide the time and date. So all of us are busy. We all have things going on, like I said. So you have to match up with the photographer, the makeup artist and the model and the hairstylist to see when all of you can get together at the same time on the same day and create this project. The third thing, oh no, I already said the third thing, matching look, look location to order. So that's what you plan out. So at this point, just to recap, you've gone over the concept, you've done the mood board, you've gotten the clothes and the shoes and accessories, you've assembled the team, you planned out the location and where you're going to meet the look per location and the time and date and availability. The sixth step is to go ahead and shoot shoot have a great time you can still be professional but this is the time where you're basically it's like it's like the practice before you run the marathon or before the basketball game it's still valuable you still have to do it but it's not as much pressure as the actual game so now when you get to another level where you're assisting and getting paid jobs you kind of have a standard of operations you already have a system and how you kind of flow and how you work and you're used to communicating your ideas with other creatives so you're going to impress more on set off rip because you already have this experience. Number seven, the last step is to share on social media and add to your portfolio. So the first benefit of the last step is that sharing on social media, you know, doing behind the scenes. If you followed me for a while or you're just following me, if you go through my story, I always put behind the scenes up. This is not a stylist thing. This is just a human thing. For whatever reason, we love to see the process of how things come to be. So put up behind the scenes. This helps brand you as a stylist. So now as you're growing, people will start to see your work. They'll start to question what you do, like what's going on. They see that you're actively working. Number two, go ahead and add photos to your port. 
because your portfolio is basically your visual resume that makes people attracted to you and want to hire you for further jobs. And number three, the best benefit is that no one on social media or on when you're showing your port, whether your port is digital or physical, no one knows that you created this project and came up with this concept. So it creates the atmosphere that you're already working. It puts out to the universe and creates the momentum and the energy of work flowing in. And what I tell a lot of people is that when I was getting frustrated because I wasn't getting paid for shoots, I started creating my own shoots, DIYing my own shoots, doing exactly what I lined out right here. And because of the because of me putting it out there, and because I really feel like putting it out there on social media and then also putting it out to the atmosphere, I started getting paid jobs because people thought that I was working and they were like, okay, well, I need to get style too. I need this too. So it actually facilitated those paid jobs when I was DIYing jobs because no one would give me paid jobs. So I hope that helped. Like I said, you can apply this to your business if you're a photographer, if you're a makeup artist, if you're a videographer, like any of those professions, if you're just getting started or you're just bored. Let's say you have a portfolio that's booming and you're just bored or it's slow season, especially in fashion and entertainment, there's highs and there's lows. So sometimes if you're just bored, you can DIY your own projects just to stay sharp, just to stay creative. But especially in the beginning, as you're building your port, a lot of people just give you assist and A lot of people, what they don't talk about is a lot of people aren't willing to just get assistance from here and there. I've applied to be a lot of people's assistant because I'm not above assisting. And they, people, big stylists put out, you know, stories about how they need assistance and I apply and they don't respond. And I've had over 10 years of experience. Now that could be maybe because I have a little bit too much experience. I'm not sure. But all I know is that for me personally, I've only assisted one stylist. Everything else I've done has been a combination of DIY and projects that come to me based on that and then flowing momentum from there. But not saying that assisting is bad or that it's wrong. It's something that you should definitely look into and pursue. But if you have zero experience, it's going to be really hard to get an assistant to be like, hey, let me bring you on and hold your hand and teach you every step of the way. So DIYing is a solution to that. Get your friends together get some a social media group together, reach out to people and create your own concept and sharpen your skills. And that's my spiel. And that's all for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you learned something today or know someone who needs this information, please share and rate on iTunes and stay connected with us by visiting www.backstageboss.co. I'm Sherry St. Jones and I'll see you on set.